today. The corruption of Anthony Fauci gets deeper. Russell Brand embarrasses an MSNBC host and a Canadian pastor is jailed for hate-motivated crimes after he peacefully protested a drag queen story time hour. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and damning new emails released today by House Republicans reveal a snippet of just how deep the corruption of Dr. Anthony Fauci really was. See, if you recall, back in January and February of 2020, COVID was making its way across the globe and people were asking the experts a seemingly simple question. Did this virus leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology? As the debate raged on and regular citizens were banned from social media, content creators demonetized for asking questions, Anthony Fauci, the top expert, was insistent that this was definitely not a lab leak. In fact, here is what he said in April of 2020. There was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the, the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. As it turns out, Fauci did know the authors of the scientific paper. He knew them quite well, as he had been the one to commission the paper himself, along with having final approval on what was written, cooking the books to cover his tracks while Americans died on his watch. Emails show Fauci attended a conference call with the authors of the paper on February 1st, 2020, to discuss the need to disprove the lab leak theory. Only three days later, the paper was magically produced. It was called The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-CoV-2 and sent to Fauci and his boss, Francis Collins, for editing and approval, which they did. But it wasn't just them. One of the call participants, former head of a British nonprofit with close ties to Big Pharma, Jeremy Farrar, pushed the authors to replace the word unlikely to improbable in a statement about the possibility of a lab leak origin, which they did. But don't worry, Farrar no longer holds his position. He's been promoted to chief scientist of the World Health Organization. Dr. Christian Anderson, one of the authors, submitted the peer-reviewed paper to Nature Medicine on February 12th, 2020, with a cover email that said, there has been a lot of speculation, fear-mongering, and conspiracies put forward in this space. This paper was prompted by Jeremy Farrar, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins. The emails also show Dr. Anderson admitting the entire goal of the paper was to try and disprove any lab leak theory. Trust the experts, they say. Now, you may think this is unprecedented, the idea that our own government health agencies would manipulate data in order to get their intended result. That's crazy, right? Surely the government hasn't been lying to us this whole time for years now. Well, ask CDC whistleblower Dr. William Thompson, who was one of the co-authors of the study most commonly cited to debunk the idea that vaccines might cause... In 2014, he admitted that he and his team at the CDC omitted statistically significant data they had gathered showing that African-American boys were at an increased risk for autism after receiving the MMR vaccine. 
After receiving pressure from the higher-ups, the authors of the study stood around a garbage can while they shredded and threw away hard copies of the evidence. You probably didn't hear about that, did you? You see, the bureaucracy has been doing this for a very long time. So long, in fact, that they've become increasingly arrogant about getting away with it. Trust the experts to put themselves first, as they've always done. Are you awake yet? Well, I think the uh, guests at my table are anyway. I would like to welcome to the program Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show. And I think I... You know what? I think I'm going to call you my favorite Canadian, Ezra Levant, uh, <laughs> Rebel News founder. I really, I just, I, I really appreciate you being on the show, Ezra, and I love, uh, I love the work that you you guys do there. I think that you so appropriately named your organization. Um, I'm not so sure that you knew exactly how appropriate it would be here in 2023 when you called it that. Yeah, Rebel News. I mean, we're rebelling against a lot of things. Our motto is telling the other side of the story, which you're not even allowed to do these right, days. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so we appreciate you being well, here. Thank you for having me. Um, so, you know, I, I know that people look at Anthony Fauci, and I, I would say maybe people on our side, if you want to call it that, uh, conservatives who have been paying attention, get really upset at uh, Anthony Fauci and, and all the corruption <laughs> that he has done. But I think that we often lose sight of what really the government bureaucracy has done for very, very many years, which is exactly what Anthony Fauci did, right? They've, they, they cook the books all the time, but there's no repercussions. Should, like, should we think at all that this is any different than any other time that the government has hid something, has manipulated something, has uh, you know, changed statistically significant information in order to get their intended goal in the first place? I, I, is Anthony Fauci gonna become accountable all of a sudden? I've been doing this whole thing wrong. Really? If you tell the truth, you get persecuted and prosecuted. You get deplatformed, demonetized, and you're labeled. Uh, if you tell a lie, you get promoted. You can be chief scientist of the World Health Organization. Uh, and there's no, there's no, absolutely no consequences to anything like this. You know, I was watching that press conference there with Fauci, and I was, I was watching, you know, knowing what we know now, now I'm looking for the tells in the faces of Donald Trump and Mike Pence who are standing there. I'm like, what did y'all know? Mm. Like, what do you know? But Anthony Fauci, I mean, this is, um, when our friend Steve Dace came out with his um, Fourth Reich book mm -hmm. and talked about a Nuremberg-like trial for these people who fostered these lies, um, yeah. Everybody said, man, that's pretty extreme. Well, I think the tune maybe should be starting to change now. People should be looking at this and should be absolutely pissed off. Yeah, what I think is extreme is withholding information from the American public. What I think is extreme is uh, pushing doctors to not allow early treatment plans and early treatment protocols so that Americans, millions of Americans, uh, were more prone to die. I mean, I don't know. Call me crazy. I find that to be extreme. You know, I think people sometimes are skeptical of big business and big pharma. Mm -hmm. And with some good reason, Pfizer, a few years back, paid a $2.3 billion fine to the Justice Department for deceptive marketing. So, you know, I mean, obviously you gotta look, is Pfizer fibbing to make cash? But we always think, well, the regulator, the government, mm -hmm. those are the watchdogs. Mm -hmm. So when the watchdogs are the ones who are pulling off the con, who are instructing people in advance, do a study that comes to this conclusion, that's not science. Mm -hmm. Science is follow the facts wherever they lead. Yeah. Not, I want this result, get it for me in three days. That's not science. And this is on the US side. Just the other day in the United Kingdom, the former health minister, Matt Hancock, 
crazy decision on his part. He gave 100,000 of his private personal WhatsApp messages, mm -hmm. like his chat messages, to a reporter because she was working on his biography. Well, she read through them and, and saw the most outrageous things. And so she did a news story on, <laughs> without asking his permission. Matt Hancock was talking to other, he was the boss. He was the Fauci of the UK. And he was saying, should we release the new variant to scare people? What, when should we release it? When should we do it? We I mean, and it was the, the cynicism and the mockery and the laughter. And there was no science there. It was politics. And I think that this has destroyed our faith in experts mm -hmm. for such a long time. And that's a shame because I used to look up to doctors and people in white lab coats and professors and experts. We, I think we need to look up to some people. But is there, a, is there an elite that doesn't come out of the last three years without a black eye? Mm -hmm. The media elite, the political elite, the judicial elite, and the health elite, the public health elite. And, and I feel put the bad word about tyranny that. after all of those yeah. words right. because they 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 didn't not only made it elitist but they they tyrannized it. I mean, the medical tyranny, corporate tyranny, judicial tyranny, uh, you know, government governmental tyranny, all these things, corporate tyranny, uh, the shutdowns, all of this. It's it's boot on the neck type of practices. And now we know they did it in the name of a falsehood. And and with Matt Hancock, you really got to see he was laughing. He was, they, they set up these quarantine hotels for people coming in from overseas, <clears throat> laughing at the cost of it, laughing at the sight of people getting off an airport and having to check into this sort of, you know, it's a kind of jail, mm -hmm. really. And the fact that none of them follow their own rules. Do you believe for a second that any of these public health bosses, tyrants as you call them, follow their, don't gather, don't, six, don't come within six feet of people? And we're at, there's a revolving door, too. I mean, that Scott Gottlieb, who was the head of the FDA, mm -hmm. well, now he's a board member of Pfizer. Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. there's a, it's a blur. Mm -hmm. And they're all <laughs> the ruling class. And I, I don't want to sound classist, but there was a lot of classism in the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. The Zoom class, they were loving it. They worked sure. from the cottage, worked from home. Sure. And ordinary <laughs> people, you can't work from Zoom if you're a waiter or a waitress. You can't work from Zoom if you are if you have a regular job. If you're in the entertainment industry. There were some I know this person. Yeah. <laughs> there were some people who never had a better time in their life than during the pandemic. The whole media celebrity, yeah. the, the, do the celebrity doctors said they didn't want it to end right. because they, they felt important. I don't know. They, they, it was a terrible time in, in the U.S. It was even worse in other countries, too. Ugly people like it. They're still wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a study now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're okay with that. They actually did a study. <laughs> they, they said, yeah, people that find themselves less attractive or want to be more compliant to a potential employer, they're going to keep their masks on. Guys, I saw just today. What is today? March 6th, 2023. I saw a woman jogging outside of my, my kid's school, by herself with a mask on, today. Hey, I walked out of my hotel Saturday night. It was two o'clock in the morning. I had to go to my truck and get something. I walk out through the parking lot of the hotel. This guy's checking in late. He's out there by himself, pulling a bag out of his, the hatchback of his car, all alone, two in the morning. I can top that. I was in <laughs> Lake Louise, Alberta. You've been there. I've been Gorgeous there lake. Oh, gosh. Yeah. As God is my witness. <laughs> In a canoe, 
Come on. In the middle no. of the lake. I swear to God. Come on. With a mask, in a canoe, in the middle of a lake. I don't know, maybe she thought like the Loch Ness Monster, the COVID would jump out of the water and bite her or something. That is a true story. Come down off the mountain. That is a true story. So, wow. it, well, so, so it is. So what we're talking about right here, I really do think is it's scary to think about because you do have two factions of society. You have those people who it doesn't matter what you tell them. It doesn't matter how many actual scientific studies mm. come out and say masks don't work, they're still going to take that to the grave. And then you have the other people who are like, we're not trusting any of you people anymore. Oh, it's worse than that. For the first while, at least in Canada, it was don't wear a mask because they wanted all the masks for, yeah. for certain people. Mm -hmm. Then it was flip, do right. wear a mask. Right. The rules would change. It's one thing to follow the rules, but it's another to, to flip and pretend it was always that way. You know, if you, if you look at 1984's Orwell, uh, it, it, he would talk about the, the past that always changes to conform to the mm -hmm. Oh, we've always been at war with East Asia. Oh, we've always been at war with Eurasia. And, and so imagine being so obedient and loving to be obedient that you would change mm -hmm. your views on a dime because Fauci said so or some boss said so. It's not just that you're obedient. You're obedient to whatever the, the new narrative is and you forgot what you believed in yeah. a minute ago. With religious fervor. Yeah. And the snitching and the informing to join, to, to have meaning because I could rat on my neighbor. I could, I could report someone. I think it revealed a lot of ugliness. Mm -hmm. There's this picture on the internet, you've probably seen it, uh, <clears throat> from Nazi Germany with a whole bunch of people giving the Sieg Heil and then the one guy oh, with yeah. his arms crossed yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And everyone says, be that guy. Well, we found out most people wouldn't be that, guy. that yeah. guy. Most people would join in with the mob. It was a terrible thing to learn about your friends and neighbors and even your family. Yeah, Chad, last word. Well, here we are, what do we do about it? Uh, the, the issues are coming to light, right? The things that we've said all along, the people, you know, we listen, we've been censored, we've been, as I said, deplatformed in many ways. What's gonna happen now? Because it seems like we stood against the grain and we're right all along. Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen? Uh, I still think, to that point, talking about the elite, so when you talk about the vaccines and things like that, I, I still, you want a new conspiracy theory? I don't think any of them are vaccinated either. I don't think any of them are. I think they got a saline shot for the TV cameras and that's that. To, your, to, to the whole entire point, I wouldn't put it past them because I don't trust them. Yeah. But they, they, they've Not lost one that. single adverse effect. Well, somehow the people in the federal government or in our big right. governments, they've never had an adverse effect. Other than that Canuck, uh, uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I, and, I, and my heart goes out, and I think his misses. I think they got mm -hmm. a bad batch. Yeah, a bad my bad heart batch. goes out to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My heart goes out to him. But I think you're right. I mean, we know that the Hollywood set, because of their connections and their money, can finesse all sorts of things, including, you know, think of Roman Polanski and think of all the mm -hmm. people who get in trouble. Think of the Epstein crowd. My point is, there are people in society who can get things fixed, mm -hmm. who don't have the same troubles as you and me. And do you doubt that they could get it arranged? That a, uh, that a doctor would give them a note or, or a fake shot. And I, I, I'm not referring to anything in particular, but the same mindset that puts them above the law. Sure. Do you doubt that sports heroes or celebrities in Hollywood or politicians who didn't want it made, it made a quiet arrangement? They exempt themselves from so many other laws and rules. Why wouldn't they exempt themselves from mm -hmm. that? Right. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. By the way, those of you who are, I don't know if we're still on YouTube at this point with the conversation we just had, I don't know. But if we are, make sure that you uh, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel and, uh, you know, 
Get the comments going. Tell us what you think so far. Um, will Anthony Fauci ever actually see a trial? Let us know what you think in the comments. First, I want to thank our uh, our sponsor, Birch Gold, before we go to break. So on certain qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group, from now through March 31st, they're going to ship you a free safe directly to your door. This is a great deal. You can text the word Y to 989898 to get your free information kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. So um, I don't have to tell you guys this because you watch the program. We talk about it all the time, but the Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to use to keep inflation under control, even though it's not under control because it's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen all of the huge impacts that's made on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. You got to hedge inflation by owning gold, whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. I'm telling you guys, I say this all the time, I'm not a financial advisor, so like, don't, do, I'm, I'm not pretending to be one. What I'm telling you is our financial advisor, my family's financial advisor has, has told us we really need to diversify and we have into gold and silver. So I'm not telling you guys to do anything that we have not already done because I don't want to watch my savings wither away. So you can text the word Y to 989898 for that free information kit on gold and to claim eligibility for that home safe. That is the word Y to 989898. Russell Brand appeared recently on HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher and uh, whoo, he gave an MSNBC journalist quite the dressing down. He said that uh, MSNBC is propaganda akin to Fox News while berating NBC analyst John Heilman. And he questioned the effectiveness of condemning Fox News without, you gotta acknowledge, like if you're gonna say all those, Fox News is so biased, you have to acknowledge your part in this game. You're a little biased as well, MSNBC, watch. It's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest that's, that's that these corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. And, and unless we start to embrace, and then also, mate, like just spiritually, if I may use that word in your great country, we have to take responsibility for our own perspective. I, I've been on that MSNBC, yeah. mate. It was Right. Propagandist nutcrackery yeah. on there. You, I went on the show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried Good morning, on. Morning Joe. Yes. Yeah, it, I don't it. know what it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people. And I think to sit within. The castle of MSNBC throwing rocks oh. at Fox News is ludicrous. My friends, Make my MSNBC friend. better. My Make friend. MSNBC great again. My friend, I would love... Ooh, well, uh, you, met, you heard him mention his time on Morning Joe. So he was on MSNBC of, in 2013. This is June of 2013. And this is like the most incredible piece of television. I can't believe, I never saw this until now, but let's watch the moment he was referring to. 
It's funny, the accent, you know, when I see him in person, it's totally fine. Forgetting Sarah Marshall or the TV show, it's fine. But on satellite radio in the car, I can't understand a single joke you say. You spit. can't understand no. it. Can you I understand can't. me? Yes, but no, I'm telling you, when I'm driving in the car and he's, everyone's laughing in the audience of the radio, I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. It's best you focus on your driving, Brian. <laughs> You're a man, you don't want to be distracted by humor. You might crash into right, a pedestrian. Okay. So it's a good what seems to be the trouble, love? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, well, now we're going to do a bit of therapy. I'm Would good. you do therapy with Willie Brandt? With who? Willie Brandt. Would you do therapy with him? Um, no. I don't think... Because that's where he's heading. Okay. I'm all right. Yeah. You shouldn't say he when a person is present. You should refer to the person by their name. That's basic good manners. That is where Willie is yeah. heading. Who is Willie? I don't know. Okay, Russell Brandt. Uh, is this what you all do for a living? Yes. Okay, yes. Right, I'm, I'm here to... professional. Okay, well, let me help you. I'm here to Russell. promote a tour called Messiah Complex. It's here okay. for the people of America. I want the people of America to come and see me do stand-up. Go to russellbrand.tv where you can uh, purchase tickets to see me. These people, I'm sure, are typically very, very good at their job. What is it? You, you're conveying news to the people of America. Yes. People of America, you're, we're going to be okay. What? Everything's all right. We're going to be uh, talking about... About the, uh, the talk, uh, situation with Edward Snowden, this whistleblower, is it good what he's done for America or, or are our secrets being jeopardised by his intentions? We're going to be talking about that. Also, Bradley Manning. Do, is Bradley Manning an American hero or is he compromising the safety of American troops? We care about your views here on Morning Joe. We'll be talking about those later. Here with me are Brian and Kat. Brian, nice time. What do you think about uh, Edward Snowden? What do you think about the, the situation with Snowden? Do we, uh, have you got anything to hide? Should we be concerned about he, the revelations that are occurring? I don't know what's wrong with you. I understand everything he's no, saying. because you're looking at him. When you don't no. see him and you don't see their lips I understand the whole thing. Stop he's saying good. he. I'm Russell. present. Russell. Russell. What's wrong you're with your manners? Russell. You're good Be polite. Oh, my God. So, may I, may I give you the moral of that story? so much to unpack <clears throat> yes. Can I hold a swear jar? Mm -hmm. Never be a condescending bitch to somebody that doesn't give a rat's ass about your dignity like Russell Brand. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm just telling you, you pick the wrong person to do something like that. I love seeing it. I mean, it's murder on live television. It's fantastic <laughs> to watch. Yeah. It really is. And I don't care who it is. These, all these guys who have lost all sense of journalistic objectivity, who try to come in there with their smug pompousness, who try to put somebody in their place and all this kind of stuff. It just rarely works when you have somebody that smart and just really doesn't get, have any Fs to give. Well, I, he also, I also was fascinated by the, the way that, what was the other co-anchor's name, Brian? That he was just like... I don't know. I don't understand what he's saying. Like, imagine for a second that this guy was Indian or, you know, uh, some other nationality where his skin wasn't white. Mm -hmm. would, a, would a co-anchor on MSNBC be like, I don't know, everyone's laughing, but I can't understand his accent. You know, and even if that's the case, if you're having trouble, with, don't say that. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I've heard some pretty insane. thick, there's some amazing British accents out there that really are, like, some thick Cockney accents, they are yeah. hard. But you can understand what Russell Brand is saying. He's, right. a, he's a good, he's a professional communicator. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a fib, and it's a weird thing to talk about instead of talking about the man who's there. Yeah. And it is sort of odd to say, well, he, he, he's right. And you know what? Even a decade ago, he was pointing out the, the weakness. Mm -hmm. in the, he, I think he is a man of the left. So he sort of felt at home with MSNBC. But he, I think he was spot on when he said, this is what you guys do for a living. This is... And, and then he went off and he sort of said, here's what I would do. Right. What is Bradley Manning? Is, uh, are the heroes? Or, like he, he actually did a great job there. He did. And they didn't even get it. They called him Willy Brandt. That was a German politician. He's sitting right there. His name's on the screen. They didn't even get mm -hmm. his name right. 
I hadn't seen that till right now either. He has always been bloody brilliant. And you know, yeah. he's, he's actually a funny guy. He's a great actor. He's a great musician. He's, people love him. He's so funny. You should check out, he had a fake band called Infant Sorrow. And they had a fake song about social justice warriors called We Gotta Do Something. And I think he's always been sort of subversive and a dissident. He is a man on the left. He does care about the people and the working class. I really do believe mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But he's, uh, he refused to go along with the corporate machine. I love him more after yeah. watching that. Yeah, and and you know what? He's causing the left to short circuit because he's not in lockstep with them on everything from the vaccines to, frankly, the war in Ukraine. Yeah. And they don't know what to do with him because they can't call him far right. He's not. He's one in a million. Yeah, I agree. Let, so let me ask you, Ezra, do you have a degree in journalism? I want to. I want to. Before I, I want to preface yeah. my statement and find out from you if you do no. or don't. Okay. You know, our little company, Rebel News, we have forty-seven people, and only one of them has a journalism degree. And we don't hold that against them. I lo- okay, good. I'm glad you said that because that, that was the point you that I was to about to make. You have to unlearn bad things. I mean, yes. you, you'll learn maybe spelling or things like that. Right. But there's, it's the ideology they yes. teach. You yes. got to unteach that. We, if someone came from journalism school, I would be very skeptical. Thank you. Okay, so that that was the point that I was going to make. Is you know I I've been completely honest with this program. I think people are so trained to assume if you host a television show or you do what what you do um, over in Canada that you must have a journalism degree. What and I'm like, is it's not a profession. Like no, if, look look at those people yeah. with journalism oh, degrees yeah. on you, MSNBC. Nico Brzezinski. Come yeah, on. exactly. I know why a pilot needs to train. I know what a, what a doctor or even an engineer. Yeah. But what is a journalist other than someone who thinks and talks? And we right. can all do that. Right. Journalism is an activity, not a profession. Yeah. And and I think this false credentialization, that's what I love about citizen journalism. That's mm-hmm. what I love about the internet. That's what I love about everyone having a smartphone and everyone having a social media account. Is because guess what? You are a journalist now. And Russell Brand, I mean, 2013 was pretty early, but he... He's got his YouTube action. He's on Rumble because mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. too censored on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he's got more wits than half those pros. And I don't even know if they went to journalism school. I think that they're just connected in some yeah, they, way. You know what? That's a great point because it's the, the uh, journalists and also the elites I don't even think what they do who, is journalism. No, it's not. It's not. The they're elites PR who are connected. Yeah, if yeah. at the end of a segment, article, or a piece, you know the author or the person who's given the moderation, if you know their opinion on the topic, that's not journalistic objectivity. Right. They were. That's not news. Right. That's not news. Yeah. And you so, don't. So when you see a program that has a swear jar, <laughs> you can be rest assured we don't call ourselves journalists here. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. We want to thank our sponsor, ScoreMaster. So charging higher interest is how banks make more money, and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is eh, just okay but not great. ScoreMaster is a new science in accelerating credit scores, and it puts you in control of your money, not the bank. So let's say your credit is 650, you're borrowing 500 grand to refi your home. Starting at ScoreMaster could save you over 75 grand in the interest over the life of your loan or more. That is 75 grand. That's your money, not the banks. That is a genius behind ScoreMaster three-week rule. Especially now with soaring interest rates, it only takes a minute to get started, and you can add 30 to 100 points in about three weeks, depending on your credit file. So if you have anything you need to, you know, apply for an, a loan, auto lease, or credit, you got to go to scoremaster.com slash news to try ScoreMaster for free. There's no reason not to do it at a scoremaster.com slash news. 
Professor Derek Reimer over in Canada remains behind bars today, charged with hate-motivated crimes. He was arrested on Thursday after protesting a drag queen story time at a library in Calgary. And uh, Pastor Derek was fit. I mean, you could, I'm going to play for you this video. He was physically thrown out of the library. All of this caught on tape uh, as he was protesting, exposing kids to drag queens. Interestingly enough, I, I don't think that there are any assault charges on the men who physically assaulted him. Watch. Voice memo. Okay, we don't have the cameras up. We are now calling the police. Stop. We have the police coming. So it is your choice to leave or deal with the police. Very abusive in there. We are going to. For love is love. That looks like very hateful, very abusive. Why are you disrupting the program? Because it's wicked. Guys, we're um, now I want to I want to play the moment that he was arrested, but that was this was only after the mayor pushed for his arrest. And okay, Ezra, tell me the Calgary mayor's name. Jody Gondek. Jo okay, Jody Gondek. So she, he, she. It's she, a woman. She went to her Twitter account, yeah. right, and pushed for. So after that library yeah, incident. If any, I don't know if any charges should be laid there, but if anyone should be laid, it's the three guys manhandling yeah. the pastor. Right. Right. There were no charges laid against anyone. The mayor specifically demanded charges against the pastor. When the cops didn't do it, she took to Twitter and ranted, I'm sick of the, quote, reasons I'm told that this can't happen. I like, it was like a five-part Twitter rant demanding that he be arrested. And sure enough, the police went to his home and arrested him. We had a cameraman standing by. It was like four cops to arrest a pastor for what? He didn't lay hands on anyone's. He heckled at a drag queen event, and he's in prison to this day. Take a look. Watch. Why do we need to talk about it? Because you're going to be arrested for it. Hello. Hey, Derek? Yeah, hi. Derek, I'm calling some News CPS. Can we talk about what happened on the weekend? Um, why are you showing up at my home? So what's why, why are you showing up at my home? Because this is where you live. Right. Yeah, you guys you could call me and we could. So was it? You could have called me. I've been trying to. When? This mm. morning. Yeah, what time is it? No, she's okay. Okay. We need to talk about what happened on the weekend this evening, right? Why do we need to talk about it? Because you're going to be arrested for it and charged. Okay. So we can we we'll do it this morning, or I can just put warrants out for you. Charged with what? Mischief and causing disturbance. Okay, let me uh, let me get dressed. Okay, you good with that? Just give me a minute, okay? Yeah, you betcha. Thanks, pal. I'm good. I'm gonna put on the clothes. Thank you. You mind if I ask you what he's being arrested for? Are you gonna provide your identification? Pardon? Will you provide your ID? It's for you to answer the question? Yeah. Okay. Can I just ask, if people want to help you, where do they go? They can go and contact Rebel. They're providing me with a lawyer. This is what happens when we go against the Drake. Unbelievable. Now, I have a personal... Uh, 
a personal issue with this because, Ezra, I don't know if you know this, but um, I run an, an initiative here in Texas um, that focuses on the sexualization of children, and we go into these drag shows and expose the children that are at these all-ages drag shows and how, how horrible they are. And so my, my biggest complaint with people has been, I need more of you to come out and do exactly what that pastor did. I need you to stand up. I need you to tell them this is wrong. I need you to be loud. I need you to not break any laws. I need it all to be peaceful, but we need more people actually interrupting these things. And now these damn Canadian law enforcement officers have arrested this guy and my people are going to think that the well, that's going to come in America soon, so we better not stand up and speak out because we might be arrested just like that pastor in Canada. I think that pastor will eventually be exonerated because... But who uh, wants to go through all of that? Well, exactly. The process is the punishment. Yes. And by the way, in Canada, it is extremely easy to get bail. Uh, in Canada, mm. some accused terrorists have been given bail. Most murderers are given bail. So for a Christian pastor to be denied bail, for he's in prison right now, mm. and he'll be in jail for at least 13 days before his hearing, for heckling? That's not a crime. Heckling is not a crime. Obst disturbing the peace. I don't know anyone who served 13 days pre-trial for, for, for heckling. Mm. And I think he will be vindicated in the end, but he can't, this is about, this is about, as the French would say, encourager les autres, to teach a lesson to the others. Look at this guy. You don't want to be him, don't you? Unless mm -hmm. you want to spend 13 days in jail, mm -hmm. unless you want to spend 50 grand in legals, unless you want to be humiliated, don't you try that. What he's being charged with will fail, I believe. The mayor calling for his arrest, I think poisoned the arrest because it's so clearly political. That said, the cops are going along with it. And, and look at how they weave into our cameraman. I'm not gonna ask any, yeah. I'm gonna block you. What's mm -hmm. your idea? ID, you're asking, mm -hmm. what, what country do you think we're in? But I think that, I mean, I, I wanna love most cops. I'm pro-cop, but when I see things like this, it makes it tougher for yeah. me to be pro-cop. Us too, us It's too. getting, we've had this conversation, it's getting more and more and more. Difficult to be supportive of law mm -hmm. enforcement when you pull this kind when of stuff. When they get we, political. We yes. saw it with yes. the mask mandates, uh, you know, arresting families, taking families out of restaurants, you know, because they weren't wearing a mask. We mm -hmm. saw this stuff, the enforcement of it. Now this. Um, and you see how quickly it can change with the flip of a switch. And to Ezra's point, and you're exactly right, Sarah, you're, they're not going to want to do it because, no. again, they're being made an example out of. Right. Right. So, know, how do, so how do we change it? The, the elites do not want to be called out. This mayor does not want anything that is going to upset the apple cart in her community. So she had to drum up some charges. He, well, the mayor, yeah. is a she? It's a she. Okay, she had to drum up some charges somehow. They're very subjective. Yeah. And the police originally resisted and said no. And when she made a public fuss about it, you'd think, well, they would say, well, there's no way we can do it now. Mm -hmm. Well, they went ahead and did it now. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing is that he wins and that he is uh, acquitted mm -hmm. of these charges. So hopefully it won't happen again. That's the most important thing. But I think you've got to win this battle, not just in the court of law, but in the court of public opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. You've got to remind people that there is no such thing as a human right not to be offended. Mm -hmm. And frankly, uh, I, th I think what was going on in that room in the library there was as offensive as anything that pastor heckled. <laughs> but uh, but what you see is the capture of our institutions by woke activists. And what's so shocking is this transgenderism wasn't even a thing 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, you're not old enough, but there was a movie called Tootsie about mm -hmm. 30 years ago starring Dustin, Dustin Hoffman who played a guy who dressed up as a guy 
gal. And it was such an oddity and it was such an, and, but all of a sudden it is so mainstream. Quick story, I was in Oxford, the UK the other day. Oxford, an amazing university. Like really one of the pillars, it's, it's like the Harvard. In fact, I think it predates Harvard. Mm. And, and you're in this university, it's a gorgeous, ancient, medieval university. And the only flags I saw, I did not see any Union Jacks flying. This is the heart. I didn't see any cross of St. George, the English flag. I saw three transgender flags and, a, and then an old-fashioned mm. pride flag on Balliol College, on these ancient, that's your flag? Mm. And, and I'm not saying you can't fly a flag, but is that the essence of who you are? That's who you define yourself as. And I go into the bookstore in Oxford, and it's an amazing bookstore. And there's a wall of transgender. Is that the most important intellectual force? At this crucible of learning, forming the Brit Every British prime minister goes to Oxford, just about every bloody one of them. And this is the most important thing they must learn. Not Chaucer, not Shakespeare, not science. Transgender, it, the flag, what? I, mm -hmm. I, I, that's this, how did that happen in the blink of an eye? Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I, well, I, ha I'm, I don't know. I have a little bit of an idea, but I, unfortunately I don't have time to get into it. We gotta take a break, we'll be right back. And I won't let you, because you'll go on for 10 minutes about it. <laughs> the number one tennis player in the world, Novak uh, Djokovic, was denied entry into the United States due to, of course, his vaccination status. So uh, he cannot complete, compete in two tournaments because he's not vaccinated, he did apply for a waiver uh, and he was denied. So now Senator Rick Scott, a, a, uh, along with a couple other lawmakers, have appealed to uh, the president and to DHS to grant the waiver and allow him to compete. But it's just fascinating because, you know, you look at the, the strictest, the most draconian countries that are out there, Australia, right? He didn't get to play uh, previously in previous years after COVID, but he did get to play in Australia this year. They did allow him to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not holding out much hope that the, the president of the United States, who has advocated for these strict draconian vaccine mandates for his own people, the federal government workers, I don't I'm not so sure that I'm holding out hope he's going to grant that waiver. See, see, a guy like that's too noisy, right? He's got he's got too big of a platform. They've got to silence him. They've got to shut him up. We saw we talked about it with Russell Brand. We talked about it with this mm -hmm. pastor. Again, when you buck the system, their system, the elites do not want you messing that up. And I can prove that for a fact. You go down to Eagle Pass, Texas. You go down to Laredo, Texas. You can go down to um, you know Del Rio, Texas. They are not asking for vaccine statuses as they come across the border. From Mexico. They're not doing that. Mm -hmm. But the world-class top tennis player, men's tennis player, make sure we gotta we gotta qualify that. What no, is he's a not man? a woman. He's what not a woman. A we want to make sure everybody knows he's a biological male. <laughs> uh, he's not flying a flag at Oxford. Uh, he can't come in here and play tennis. Now, Ezra, hmm. you are from Canada. And I'm not jabbed. And you're here. There are some exemptions, and and I I didn't sneak in through Eagle Pass. I came <laughs> in I came in Could've. legally, um, <laughs> but you have to hop through a lot of hoops. Now I think I got in because Novak Djokovic is such a large 
voice, mm -hmm. and not just a big voice. He's so principled on this issue. Yes. Like he actually went to Australia. Australia's a huge sports country. And Melbourne, they had, like it was a big deal. They deported, so they let him in. Mm -hmm. And then they actually kicked him kicked out. Him out. Mm -hmm. And he did not bend the knee to them. And that's what enrages them. Not that he's not jabbed. I, I don't know if they actually care about that. But that he is standing on principle. Imagine. Like that, that's a big tournament they had down there. That's a big competition yeah. they had in Australia. And imagine the self-sacrifice, the self-discipline to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take the jab, just even though that was an amazing event that he missed. He went back and later won the next time. But they hate him because he is too proud. He will not bend the knee. It's the same reason that these Christian pastors in Canada, I'm not just talking about Pastor Derek Reimer, but other Christian pastors that wouldn't close their church during mm -hmm. the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They had to be hit extra hard because they were a symbol of defiance. And if, you know, it's almost like I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> you know, courage can be contagious. Yeah. And so that's why they have to smash him because... He's a rare man that would put his personal choice. At, now, there's some NBA players who did the same thing, you might recall. Mm -hmm. yeah. They refused mm -hmm. to get the jab, and they lost millions of dollars. I deeply respect someone, even, mm -hmm. if, even if I might disagree with their decision. Imagine someone who cares that much about their personal who thinks, who th you know, often we think that athletes aren't thinking people. They're physical, not intellectual. But some of their explanations I heard from those NBA players about why they were not taking the jab were the most thoughtful thing I heard during the pandemic. Mm. And I admire those people. And I, I'm not a big tennis guy, but I admire this Novak Djokovic. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Which, I mean, I mean, it's just still, though, so enraging when you think about the, the fact that the, the uptake of Americans who are now, what, boosted at this point, yeah. who have taken that new booster that yeah. was tested on eight mice and zero humans, it's just, it's minuscule, right? So Americans themselves are not even taking the vaccine, which by the way, again, never actually stopped the transmission. Yeah. It never stopped you from getting the virus, so the mandate yeah. was stupid to begin with, but even if it had, nobody's taking it anymore. Mm -hmm. so, so why, to your point, why deny entry to this guy he's had, if not to just punish him? He's already got the, uh, the virus twice and recovered right. from it. He's in peak personal health. I mean, that guy's yes. a fit man. Yeah. And, and he, they talked about this with Russell Brand and Bill Maher too. Tennis, you're in a big open, there's no one next to you. Right. There's right. no one next right. to you. Right. Is there a real scientific reason? This yeah. is a form of a no. doubles. This no. is a kind of no-fly <laughs> list. It yes. is a no-fly yes. list, but and it's just as you know. The left used to say, "Well, that anti-terrorism no-fly list is political." Well, you tell me this no-fly list isn't political because anyone who doesn't Great take point. the jab, yep. Biden's thinking that's an enemy of mine. Because yep. if someone's a resistor of the, then then they're they're not a Democrat. They might be a Republican. They might be some dissident. I know they're not going to. I want to punish. It's personal. It's not about science. Mm -hmm. It's you have self-segregated, freedom-loving, dissident, individual autonomy people. He wants to smash him just to teach him a lesson. That's why Justin Trudeau crushed the truckers by bringing in martial mm -hmm. law. He knew these people who have assembled in Ottawa, I know one thing about them. They don't like me. That's the only thing I care to know. And, I, and he deployed yep. riot horses. And even during 9-11, martial law was not declared in Canada. Mm -hmm. But those truckers and their peaceful protests and their horn honking got our tyrant to bring in martial law. That's what this no fly list for unvaxxed people is about too. I like this Levant guy. Me too. I'm on a. I'm. This is my first yeah. time in America in three years. I got a lot. Of, a lot, yeah, lot, of, chest, lot of things dude. to say. <laughs> like I got oh, a lot to get off my chest. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> no, we don't want you to go back.
All right, so Ezra, uh, Rebel News actually set up a place where people can go donate to Pastor Derek that we talked about earlier. Where can they go? Well, SavePastorDerek.com is a crowdfunding page that we're gathering dough to pay for his lawyer. I've spoken to his lawyer, Ben Allison, excellent criminal lawyer. This is going to be a tough case because it's being so politicized. So the prosecutors are not acting normally. They know they have to go all the way. Mm -hmm. So if folks go to SavePastorDerek.com, they can chip in to cover the legal bills for this pastor. Awesome. We appreciate you doing it. Thank you. Chad, where are you going to be lately? You're oh, like everywhere. Let's see. Thursday night I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Then we've got two dates in Georgia this weekend. So ch uh, Um going to be a party. It's always a party. When it's, hey, listen, we, I, we talked about it early. Get in front of people. Yeah. You yeah. can't censor that. Yeah. Yeah. Even if we're having laughs, we've shed a little truth on you, too. So I want to share with everyone, we actually, we created a, a new email address because I was reading a Dear Abby column and I was like, I want to answer these questions. What could go wrong with this? I know. So <laughs> we started a new thing. It's called Dear Sarah. So if you need advice, if you want dating tips, if you, uh, I don't know, oh you just my. have a question or a comment, maybe you want to know about Chad's personal life, you can email us at Dear Sarah at theblaze.com. That is D-E-A-R-S-A-R-A -A -A, <laughs> at theblaze.com. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.